Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, this is Dali, and you're listening to the Fear the Sword podcast. All right, David, let's just get into this. Let's get into the first preseason game. The Cavs play... Um, Buenos Aires, San Lorenzo, the Ravens, according to the, which I didn't know was a thing for them, but okay. Uh, they beat this Argentinian team. They were down after the first quarter. Um, ended up being a game where I, in my opinion, um, in the time that they played, which you know was only half a Kevin Love, et cetera, I thought the three most impressive guys were Darius Garland, who we're going to talk um, more about later on the show, who's going to kind of be the the outlook player we sort of look at here. Kevin Porter Jr., who was 7-9 from the field, pick up some dumb fouls, but I thought was overall pretty solid. And Tristan Thompson, who looks very spry, was leaping, was dunking. Uh, I thought Nanta had a good game. I thought Clarkson was pretty, pretty good. Again, preseason game, lower level of competition. You take all these things with a grain of salt. Like, I don't know if you saw the, the clip of Ben Simmons hitting the three, but, like, I take that with a grain of salt. I think everything you see in preseason, temper your expectations just a bit, and then kind of let's see how it evolves you know, in 18 days or whatever, once the Cavs, um, you know, have their home opener and are, and are playing real basketball. Um, what what to you from that first preseason game from, I know you're kind of still getting through it, but what, what for you was just kind of stood out from it? Um, I think, you know, they say, you know, don't read anything from the starters, but I think, um, you know, Chetty Osman starting at the three and I think Tristan Thompson starting at the five, um, are things that maybe you can start to, to guess, um, you know, about, you know, whether that means something. And I think both of those things would make the most sense to me in terms of, um, where, you know, the starting lineup would start, um, on the flip side of that, then you have Brandon Knight, um, starting over, you know, maybe Darius Garland, who's been sort of banged up, um, and also as a rookie. So you're kind of wanting him to earn as, you know, spots or whatever, but, um, or in his stripes. Um, so I was kind of just looking at, at some of that. And then, um, you know, it's, it seems like even though Garland has been banged up, he seems, um, like he's sort of ready to, to start to learn how to play. And I think that's a good thing. Um, and like you said, yeah, I think, uh, Tristan looked pretty comfortable out there and, um, Kevin Love missed some shots, but I think uh, he he was moving pretty well uh, as as well. Yeah, Kevin. We'll get to Kevin in a second, but I, I think he did move well. Let's just talk about Kevin now because I think we're going to come back to these other guys. Um, Kevin, I thought moves really well. My my issue with Kevin just looked like a dude who hasn't played a lot of basketball in the last year. Yeah, and I think that's fair. Um, He's doing all. He's saying all the right stuff. He's putting out the public right attitude right now in terms of what he sort of is thinking about this. Um, I would love to like if I could put true serum in any Cavs 
player or organization member right now, I think it would definitely be him. Um, you know, I, I think I, there's just a lot of things. I think he's taking the, the high road. I think he's kind of taking the smart diplomatic route, I think, in a lot of ways with some of this stuff, which, I, again, I think is the right call for him. Um, you know, it's not fun for me. It's fun for fun for, for him. But I think he – I don't really, like, care that he didn't shoot well, you know? Like, I just I, – yeah. I, I think there's stuff I like. Like, I think the first set that you see out of the gate, which I retweeted a good breakdown of that clip from Half half Court Hoops um, on, on Tuesday. Like, that, that back cut that they ran with him and with Jetty kind of running – back cutting and, and Kevin finding him, um, I thought was awesome. And I want more of that. And I think that's, like, a really good use of Kevin, especially if, if Monday is an indication and we'll see what happens Friday and then in the other two preseason games – like I think he's gonna play a lot on the perimeter, and like I, I've I thought maybe we would see this year a, a version of Kevin Love that was kind of like Minnesota Kevin Love, but maybe that means he's gonna get pushed out a little bit further than we're used to kind of him seeing. And it's not just gonna be him being a floor spacer when he does that. It's gonna be him operating from there first, working his way inside, and then maybe getting a post up. Um, you know, as he, as he did in this game and, and missed a little jump hook. But I think that's the kind of thing you're looking for um for Kevin in that offense I think that's the kind of that he's the guy that it's just like okay I can see that he's definitely going to be a kind of a perimeter oriented version of, of Kevin Love and we'll see what that kind of looks like once he's a little more settled in yeah and I mean on a very basic level um I mean unless Darius Garland is, is something else entirely he is just far and away our best offensive player um you know, I'm seeing you know Larry Nance get up and make some nice dunks, and Jordan Clarkson can break some guys off the dribble. But in terms of a complete player, uh, Beeline doesn't have very many people like Kevin Love. So I think you're right. It, it, it you know, other years it's sort of been lip service. You know, we want to play around Kevin. Uh, this year, it just kind of doesn't really make sense to do it any other way. Um, now, whether or not he can stay healthy is is sort of an open question. Yeah, him, his health and kind of his, I think, commitment to this whole process will be really interesting. Um, so I, I think the I think the guy that also I think to talk about Tristan. I asked him about this in media day, and we touched on this a little bit when we podcasted about that. But Tristan being like kind of bouncy. And like jumping up and dunking and, and showing some movement and showing some fluidity, I think is really interesting. Now, do I think he's like the long term five for Beeline system? No, I don't. I think, you know, this very well could be his last year, and that's going to be something we're going to follow that, you know, this entire, you know, season. But like, I think he, if he looks like that and that can be like a real thing for him, that's like really interesting. Um, and I think, I think just, ba- I think Justin was, Rowan was tweeting about this, but like, I kind of think the thing with him is if him starting is the way to like make Nance kind of function as the four and play some four. And I think Nance has really hinted and talked kind of openly about like wanting saying I'm better suited to guard perimeter guys and like smaller bigs and not, and not like the Joel Embiid's of the world. That's how you get John Henson on the floor. And I, I do think like John Henson, as much as I don't know what to expect out of him and I'm, I'm skeptical of, of some things with him, he is going to be the best rim protector on the team like i think he has like the double the block percentage of any other Cavs big uh, to, for his career versus their career numbers um 
I kind of think that that to me, like I can I can really roll with that. And I think I mean Tristan and Kevin is something that has been um, a very good duo for the last several years. You know, it's we've seen less and less of it, and as they've kind of had little dips in productivity, that has certainly impacted it. But I do overall kind of like I, I think that starting five minus Knight kind of being my question mark there. I think the rest of that does make a lot of sense. Yeah, and I think you know you you want to sort of balance lineups. And one thing that I, I did kind of worry about, and again, I don't know how much the rotations mattered in the first training camp game, but I think they do have to worry about balancing the floor with that second unit because you know, they had Porter, they had uh, Clarkson, they had, um, they had, uh, they had Tristan, they had several non shooters out there. Um, that I just don't know if if that lineup will work, um, but I think, like you said, in terms of Larry Nance kind of wanting to sort of diversify his game, they might need him with that second unit. I don't know that Larry Nance is a floor spacer necessarily, but um, probably more so than Tristan. So uh, I, I, I think, think it makes sense for more. Tristan did take two threes yeah. though, which was yeah. I mean, I don't know if you got Tristan there yet, but that was excited about that. that. Um, we'll see how long that lasts or what it means. It but, um, um, but I just think long term, um, it also just matters because Tristan's probably a better player than Larry Nance. Um, I think there are, you know, are some things that Larry Nance does better, but all in all, we've never seen him like sustain it over a, you know a period of time. So, um, I, I I think Tristan starting is ideally the way to go. He had a full off season for the first time in forever. Um, I think he is a little more skilled than people give him credit for, uh, but he's also probably not the defender that some people give him credit for. So we'll see, but I think that is probably the way to go at the beginning of the year. Yeah, uh, to kind of look at another little aspect of this um this preseason game. What do you was what did what do you make of Kevin Porter Jr. um I think coming out struggles on defense and I think that makes all the sense in the world from what we know about him committed some dumb fouls. But I thought he was really really impressive on offense. Um I thought he was came out was was creative, was attacking. He's he's getting all these rave reviews like the hype train is super super going to be rolling with him. Um you know, I think he comes out and he's driving, he's he's scoring, he's doing some really interesting stuff on the offensive end. I really liked what I saw. Um, I'm I'm ready to just like give him minutes and see what happens. Where are you at on that? Yeah, I mean, I think this is like one of those situations where it's like almost good that we don't have like a whole lot of expectations for this team because he can have you know quote unquote hype, but it's not like nobody's really expecting him to do a whole lot immediately either. So it's kind of the best of all worlds where no one's looking at him as the, you know, rookie that we need to see stuff from. Cause that's kind of Garland. Um, so he gets to kind of develop at his own pace without a whole lot of pressure being on him. But at the same time, you're right. Everybody seems to be talking about um, how good he looks in practice. And um, I certainly haven't heard any negativity from anyone, which is, positive in and of itself so what did you make of colin sexton um yeah i'm gonna be honest i i haven't 
seen a, a ton. He had a pull up three. Um, I'm like, I'm literally watching the game right now and I'm almost a halftime, but, um, he had a pull up three early, which I liked. I mean, he's, he's, you know, getting confident there. Um, he's always bouncing around on the court, which like, he just plays with a certain energy that, um, you know, even when he wasn't playing very well last year, like the fact that he cares was sort of evident, you know, the entire time. So, um, uh, I like sort of the presence, you know, uh, they, the Cavs had that scrimmage today and, uh, Jeff sports was there and says, you know, he's sort of carrying himself more like a veteran. I think that's positive. Um, he seems to have his focus in all of the right places. You know, I think, uh, we talked about it on the last pod, you know, saying that he wants to be kind of like Kyle Lowry. I mean, for me, that's, that's basically all I needed to hear or see from him going into the year. So, um, I feel good about it's hard to find a guy on the Cavs that I don't feel good about right now, just based on what we're hearing. But this is the time <laughs> of year that we hear all the good things. So that's how that goes. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at the, I was making our sign up sheet for Fear the Sword um, on, on Tuesday night. And I was like looking at the schedule and I was like, oh, they're going to get shellacked in like two of these first four games. And we're going to like have to like reassess like pretty quickly. Uh, cause you get like Milwaukee and Indiana, like pretty early and you get Chicago pretty early. And I think Chicago is like a tier above, above the Cavs. Um, I'll just say this about, about Sexton. The thing that he, he, to me is going to be really interesting to watch this year because I don't know if he's like a hundred percent, like the type of guard that Beeline's used to coaching. And secondly, I think the stuff that we know he's not very good at and we don't know how good he'll actually be at them are the things that are going to show up a lot more. Um, Darius Garland, again, it's like a very small sample size, so I don't want to get ahead of myself with this. But, like, if you watch that one game, Garland is, like, a little more – I think he has a, just a little bit better he, – He's. He, I think he has better awareness of, like, what's going on around him. So, like – He's not going at 100 miles an hour all the time. Um, he's got this really he had a he had a really nice feed uh, knowing where a guy Jetty I think I think it was Jetty kind of coming around him on a, on a, that are pushing the ball off the floor. He plays just with a more smooth pace that it allows him to like be a little herky jerky. Um, he has like he has some of the same like I remember watching like a I, I remember watching like a really young Kyrie. And, like, the thing that I think I really liked about Kyrie when he was young was, like, he can manipulate speed and he can make up for, like, some other issues in his game with just, like, sort of knowing how to put his body in the the right position and sort of knowing how to, like, play with the right pace. And even if there were some, you know, finishing issues or, like, spacing issues with the whole team, like, he could do that. Garland seems to have some of that to me. And then I'm watching Colin Sexton. I'm flipping through his shots on NBA.com backslash stats right now. And he has this mid-range shot, for instance, at the seven-footer. It's in the first quarter. The starting lineup's out there. Um, you know, Kevin's, like, kind of out of the play, basically. Knight is, like, weak side, um, you know, spacing. Jetty's in the in the opposite corner. He's got, basically, like, two guys right on top of him. And he's got a third guy that's also in the paint. And his instinct is not, like, at all to, like, um, you know, maybe throw a really quick pass to Jetty, who's, like, in a perfect position for a catch-and-shoot three, is to shoot. Like, Colin's instinct is just to, like, put up the shot. Um, and there's another one later on where I'm, like, looking. I'm, I remember, like, watching, 
and he's dribbling and he's and he's got like the quick pull up and I'm I'm here for some of these things with him. But there's like another shot or something he did later on where I'm just like, Colin, just make the one extra pass, and like things are just gonna flow a little bit better in the offense. They're gonna flow better for you. I don't know what would like get him to being that guy. I don't know how much that like frustrates the other teammates. I don't know these things. Like I don't quite know what that dynamic's kind of like. It's too early for us to know. It's a new coach. It's a whole a, a new roster, etc. That just like I watch that and I agree he carries himself better. I I love his work ethic. I think the stuff he's saying about playing defense is really interesting. I love how much stronger he looks. That is the thing in his game that like if that does not evolve this year a little bit that's where i think we get a little bit worried about kind of what colin's gonna be yeah i I think i know exactly what you're talking about and he kind of dribbled into like a a push mid-range shot like like, i'm not opposed to mid-range i'm not opposed to pull-up shots but he forces them a little bit yeah and i mean it's not like and i guess the the other fear is he wasn't able to like dribble himself into a better shot like he was isoed no real help even really came over and it still wasn't particularly helpful, you know, for him. So, um, no, those are fair concerns. He 100% gets tunnel vision. Um, and I think you also see um, you see those sorts of wasted possessions. Um, I think you're just going to have to live with that for a while. Um, you just hope that um, the shot selection stays relatively positive Um you know that that you saw, you know, late in la- late in last year, but not, you know, again, we're we're not talking about him in terms of, you know, um, you know, if if somebody was talking about him as like a top one hundred NBA player this time next year, I think that would be that would be positive. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, I mean, I think the defensive stuff is going to be the the biggest thing. I think like that wolf role that, um, I think that wolf role that we've seen, um, we've seen Beeline described for Clarkson is kind of what I would, uh, I would hope. I think that that might be the kind of role that fits Sexton. You know, depending on how the roster shakes out, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see about that. Um, kind of last thing on the scrimmage before we get to Garland. Ante Zizic doesn't play due to injury. I think Henson obviously was out due to injury. You know, didn't see, like, Cenarius Thornwell was a late check-in. Um, Marquise Bolden was kind of the the roster guy competing for a roster spot that got the first of the run. Jarrell Martin, um, who was with the Magic last year, former first-round pick, also got some run. Did anything at the end of the game in terms of, I mean, I know you're still getting there, but just, just the who played and who didn't play, does, like that, does anything stick out to you in that regard? Like, do you care about the end of the roster? I guess is my question. Um, do, I don't. I don't know that I. I it's not that I don't care about the end of the roster. I, I mean, I think Thornwell is probably you know the guy that I would lean towards um, wanting. But I think the middle of the roster has enough guys that we're hoping are players that are like just more interesting, like you know Kevin Porter Jr. and uh, Dylan Windler, like. I think for most teams, those guys would be your 13th, 14th, 15th guys. Um, for us, you know, maybe they're, you know, somewhere between 8 and 12. So um, there, there, are, there are no shortage of pro- projects on this roster. So um, I wouldn't read into who's playing too much in the first game. Um, 
that being said, I was kind of doing it in terms of their rotations. So, uh, no, I mean, do I think Thornwell is the favorite? Yes. Am I going to like be upset if he doesn't make the team? No. And in fact, I think if anything, you know, we'll learn something about John Beeline from it, uh, maybe more than the actual player that they keep or, or, you know, how helpful they end up being. Yeah. I would say like my thing is, um, I think, I think Thornwell is like the best wing defender on the roster. So like, just keep him for that, for that reason alone. Um, and like selfishly, like he's a really good quote. So like, <laughs> I, I want good quotes in the locker room. I want a guy who basically is like, yeah, I'm going to speak my mind. And like, when I talk to him in the summer, he's like, yeah, I just like, don't mind speaking my mind about what's going on. And I'll talk even if I didn't play that much. Um, I'm here for just a guy that I can just bullshit with a little bit. If Channing's yeah, not there, I, like I kind of, there's not really anyone else that's going to do it. Like Colin's not a big chatter. Um, you know, Jetty's not like a girl, uh, doesn't love to speak. Um, I don't know about Garland or KPJ, although I had a good interview with KPJ. Um, Delhi's kind of, you know, a man of few words at this point. He doesn't, you know, Nance had, depends what kind of Moody's and Tristan's kind of going to give you a, a specific line of thinking. Um, give me Sindarius Thornwell just so I can like hear him like say things. And interestingly, the, the rosters like almost always had guys at the end of the roster that were good at sort of talking like that. You know, Dante Jones was, um, I don't know that Richard Jefferson was at the end of the roster, but he would talk. Channing Fry was sort of at the end of the roster. He would talk. So you're not wrong. It would be a little weird if they didn't have somebody um, that was willing to just sort of open up um, about really whatever. So. For your sake, I, I hope that's the case. Thank you, David. I appreciate it. Okay, very first rule problems for for your, for your local podcast host, Chris Manning. <laughs> um, okay, last thing, Darius Garland. Let's just do our outlook on him. Um, I came away very thrilled with what he looked like in the preseason. Um, I thought in that first game, you know, comes out, he doesn't look like the foot issue is like anything significant. Um, from everything I'd heard, like, I don't think that was like really a major concern with him. I think it was just them being uber cautious with him. We'll see, you know, if he stays healthy, we'll see if injuries become a concern for him. He does look pretty skinny. Um, that's normal because he's 19 and whatever. And he doesn't, he, the baby fat's gone, I think at least. Um, the step back three he hit was just like chef's kiss. Um, I'm, I'm in on the Darius Garland experience. Like he, to me, like Porter Jr. scored more points, played more minutes, whatever. Garland was the guy when I like look back at that preseason game that I'm like, okay, like I think this is something quite interesting of what we're going to see with him. Um, that's all I'm looking for in the preseason is like if Darius Garland, who hasn't played basketball in like a year, can come out, play, do some really interesting stuff, ha play kind of with a, a really nice pace, have a good composure to him in that kind of setting. I'm not expecting him to like dominate the game, but I'm expecting him to make some good plays and do some interesting stuff. And that stuff like that step back three, step back. some of the passes he made. I'm in on all of that. Where are you? Yeah, and I think, um, you know, some people had been worried about um, uh, how quickly he could get his shot off. Um, that doesn't, I mean, it, obviously it's just one game, but, you know, that didn't really worry me. I, I saw some people saying maybe his release point is too low. I mean, it's, it's possible that that's the case, obviously, but it didn't seem like it yesterday. Um, I think just in terms of his, um, on court, like 
you were saying, what we were kind of saying with Sexton, I mean, he's always kind of bouncing. He's always, you know, he looks like he's playing with like a bunch of energy or, you know, is not nervous, but like, you know, plays with an edge. Garland seems a lot more cool, calm, relaxed. So they, they kind of are sort of interesting compliments to each other just in terms of like style. Um, Garland's, you know, more of a, um, you know, Kyrie smooth, maybe quick. It doesn't blow you away with the athleticism, but it's still there, you know, versus uh, Sexton's, uh, you know, a little bit more of like an Isaiah Thomas always feels like he's moving and um, almost like a little jitterbug, but obviously a little bigger than Isaiah Thomas. But um, so just in terms of like the aesthetics of watching them play and how they uh, handle each other, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, he had a shot. Um, he had a made layup in the third quarter, late towards the end of the third quarter. He's he's on the floor with Clarkson, Delhi, Thompson, and um, and Jetty. And he, or Nance, excuse me, Nance and Thompson, excuse me, not Jetty. So he he's he gets the ball, um, Delhi drives, he's like the guard to the right, he gets the ball, he just takes the, the guy, his man, number eight on, on, for the Ravens on the off the dribble and he doesn't like rush it like Colin has does this stuff where like and a lot of young guards do this where like they just try to barrel their way through and and just kind of get there so he 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 catches he pumps he kind of the guy doesn't like bite totally on the pump but Garland you know still he catches it make does the pump kind of pushes right a little bit to get the guy bounds goes with his left hand gets into the lane Crosses back over, crosses back over again with like a with a long step after he picks up his dribble, gets the crafty layup. Like that would that's really cool. That's really cool that he can do that. Um I'm just like here for him just having a really sort of nice feel for everything that's going on around him. Like I, I don't know if you saw the the play where Love assisted and Love gets the rebound. I, I like that they're gonna maybe love let Love kind of push the ball a little bit. That was something I liked in the beginning part of last year. He just, like, ran the floor correctly. He didn't, like, sprint and, like, get too far ahead of it and make it harder on himself. He just kind of, like, ran patiently and, like, picked up his speed at the right time, got the ball, and just he finished smartly. Like, I'm here for just a guy that just at least has, like, a good-looking feel kind of for what's going on around him. Um, That's just what – I think for a guy that had been off for that long, even if he played pickup with all the clutch guys, even if he played in that scrimmage, whatever – I'm just kind of here for him being that guy. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I, I, I don't think you can be anything other than encouraged. So, And, I mean, I I honestly, like, you know, I think it was fair to even start thinking, like, you know, we don't exactly know what's going on with his knee. We don't exactly know what's going on with his foot. Like, even seeing him play at all, I think, was, was a positive. Um, last, then we'll get out of here on this. Number one, do you want to see him start on Friday against Detroit? And number two, what else are you looking for in that second preseason game? They're first against a real live NBA team. No, I just bring him off the bench again. I don't think there's any real rush uh, with him. Um, if you're ready for him to start by game one, great. But um, I, I don't really care. Um, in terms of what I'm looking for, um, I, I, I would like to see the same starters again. Um, other than maybe Garland, if, if they if they feel comfortable doing that. But um I'd like to see that and uh, maybe see Kevin Love actually make some of those shots. Yeah, I'd like to see, you know, if if Henson plays, I'd like to just see what John Henson looks like. I wouldn't yeah. hate if that that's going to be something they do with him and they want to play him. 
I wouldn't hate kind of getting a, a look at that on Friday. Um, but you can find David on Twitter at David Zabak. I'm on Twitter at CWMWrites. Check out everything we're doing at Fear the Sword, and we'll talk to you again very soon. David, thanks so much. Hey, talk to you later, man.